0: Hello and welcome to the Kinetic Fitness Show, where we inspire you to live a longer, healthier, happy, and more joyful life. We cover everything you need to know to be optimally healthy in your mind, body, and spirit. Are you ready to become the ultimate version of yourself? Well, let's dive into another episode with your host and guide by your side, Allie West.
1: Hello, hello. Welcome to episode number 88 of the Kinetic Fitness Show podcast. My name is Ali West. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this episode. I have a fantastic show lined up for you today with a returning guest. My guest today is her second time on the show. She joined me way back when my podcast was in its infancy. And I can't wait to share this episode with you today. But before we get started with today's episode and before I introduce my guest today, there's just a few things that I would love for you to do for me and a couple of announcements as well. The first thing is to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't done so already. Really, really simple. Hit that subscribe button and you'll be updated with all of my latest episodes. Secondly, if you are able to leave me a review, please do leave me a review. They help me out. They help me to grow, reach and inspire more people. And I also love reading them as well. So please do leave me a review. The third thing is to simply share this podcast with your friends, family, colleagues and loved ones. One of the best ways that you can share this podcast and more people can learn about it is through the power of social media. So just grab a screenshot of this episode, post it to your social media, tag me in it Ali West Coach, A-L-I-W-E-S-T-C-O-A-C-H or simply Ali West if it's on LinkedIn and I will share it with my friends, followers, family as well. A couple of announcements and then we will get started with this episode today. Today The first one is the podcast is now on YouTube so if you would like to watch as well as listen to the interviews that I do then you can head over to YouTube and subscribe to the YouTube channel just search for the Kinetic Fitness Show on YouTube, you will find it hit subscribe and then you can watch and listen to all of my podcast episodes Please bear with me, I'm slowly but surely uploading them all to YouTube, so they will be up there eventually, but there's plenty of episodes to get you started on YouTube. The final thing to mention is our 12-week online coaching program, so I have a question for you. Would you love to drop 20 pounds of body fat, improve your relationship with food, and take control of your health in just 12 weeks? Well, if you would, we can coach you how to do exactly that. Our 12-week online coaching program covers everything you need to know to take you from where you are now to where you want to be. We focus on three key areas. Mindset, nutrition and exercise. This is all underpinned by coaching and accountability. So if you are ready to blast away body fat and take control of your health for good, All you need to do is hit the link in the description of this podcast to book a personal one-to-one Zoom call with me where I can learn more about you, your goals and explain our program in more detail and ultimately see if we are a good fit for each other. Just click the link in the description, fill out the short application form and book your call as soon as you can because spaces are limited. I look forward to coaching you, inspiring you and helping you. Right, on to today's episode. My guest today is Pamela Windle or Pam Windle and this is her second time on the Kinetic Fitness Show podcast. She originally joined me way back when I'd not had the podcast going for very long on episode number 9 I believe and we talked on that original episode all about women's health, menopause and all that kind of stuff. But on this episode we just dive in specifically around weight loss and the menopause. So how you can lose weight if you are around the age of the menopause. So perimenopausal menopausal and postmenopausal. Don't get me wrong, if you are not at that age yet and if you are younger and listening to this, still stick around because you're going to learn a lot of valuable information that is going to set you up for success later on in life. So don't turn off if you're thinking I'm not around that age. This is absolutely for all women and even guys as well because you can listen to this and understand women's health in a lot more detail. So little bit about Pam and we will go over what we discussed in this episode and then we'll get straight to it so Pamela is a women's health coach and hypnotherapist Pamela helps women to take control of their hormonal health and happiness she guides women through the perimenopause, the menopause and even through the childbirth experience so they can feel stronger calmer and more empowered than ever before she helps her clients to feel happier, healthier and stronger so they can start living life on their own terms instead of being a victim to their body With Pam's guidance and her support, her clients glow with health, feel stronger, calmer and happier in their own skin. Pam helps women to experience the perimenopause and menopause without having to battle problems like unsightly belly fat and middle age spread, horrible insomnia, brain fog that makes you feel stupid, uncomfortable hot flushes and crippling depression. She helps women to feel younger, sexier and thrive during this brand new stage of their life. She offers two main areas of expertise how she helps people the first one is menopause coaching so she provides invaluable support and guidance through this period of change and she also offers hypnobirthing coaching so empowering pregnancy, childbirth and parenthood so in this episode we discuss the issues that women have and suffer from during the menopausal years, we talk about hormonal imbalances and how to correct them, we also discuss nutrition and supplementation for weight loss before, during and after the menopause, we talk about training methodologies, so what's the right types of exercise for women to be doing around menopause, we talk about toxicity in the body Uh, we also discuss, discuss living a more natural lifestyle, stress reduction, Pam's top tips for weight loss during menopause and much, much more. So if you are a female and you want to learn more about losing weight during the menopausal years, this is the episode for you. Please don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share, leave a review and all that stuff. And that is it. Let's get stuck into today's episode. This is episode 88 with Pamela Windle. Let's do it. Good morning, Pamela. How are you? Welcome back, second time on the show.: Thank you so much. Good morning. Hi, uh, it's early. It's early, isn't it? Are you not a morning person? <laughs> um, I am,
0: <laughs> don't know. I, I normally do my morning kind of rituals, and I haven't done it today because I literally got oh I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to. Be. I
1: really same for you as well. Yeah, yeah, I've not done. I usually like journal. Um, meditate, I've not done any of that yet.
0: <laughs> no, I I uh, do my breathing and then I, I do, um, like affirmations and then I have a shower, a cold shower, then do my journal. So it's like 40 minutes worth, I think, and I just haven't had time. It's okay, anything for you?
1: <laughs> well, um. We were just talking. I just want to share the story because we were just talking before we started recording, and we had a, a listener from Israel that is now your client. So we're helping people all over the world. Okay, so what I want to talk a little bit about today is more in terms of weight loss and the menopause because I think this is a really big area. And obviously, last time you was on the show, we did a very broad overview of menopausal health and we touched on a few different topics but I think this time we'll, we'll, we'll dive down that rabbit hole of, of uh, weight loss. Um, but just to give the listeners a bit of an insight, can you just tell them a little bit about you briefly, what you do, how you help people because there might be people that are listening to this for the first time and didn't hear our other episode and they don't know who you are. So if you can just tell everyone who you are and then we'll get started.
0: So I call myself a woman's health coach, and um, but my background is I've started as a personal trainer and fitness instructor and taught every class that you could think of from aqua aerobics to spin, and I loved it. Um, and I was a personal trainer as well, and um, and then I decided I wanted more. I wanted to help people in a much deeper way. Went to university. Um, did psychology and sports science, and then worked with dependent drinkers in the NHS for four years. Um, had my own health challenges that led me to move out of being employed back into self-employed. And then I um, became a certain age. I wanted to kind of understand what was going on in my own body. And my my elder sister, who's four years older than me, um, started having hot flushes. And so I kind of wanted to understand what I could do to prepare my body to, you know, before menopause, because everything we'd heard about it was very negative and quite scary, actually. Um, I just wanted to know more. So that's the start of my kind of um, what I do now, really is my own desire to understand what was going in my body led to me training in women's health. And then this is the area that I work in. So I work with women, the 40 plus women that may be in the perimenopausal years or even actually in the full blown of the hormonal changes and then post menopause. Um, and I use nutrition, lifestyle, and diagnostic testing to recreate the balance regardless of what's going on with the ovaries because we can use definitely use the right type of food to help women in that transition
1: awesome and now you help clients one-to-one don't you
0: yes yeah, so i see client one-to-one and i've also got um a little introduction into understanding the menopause um, online program as well that uh, is currently running as well.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Great. Well, as I said, I want to really focus on this area of of, of weight loss. And I mean, I've heard it so many times in my career, uh, being in the fitness industry, women saying, Oh, it's my hormones. And it's, it's that time in my life and I can't lose weight because of my menopause or, or the hormonal changes. So the first area I want to focus on is probably like the difficulties. So why is it that, that women do find it difficult around that age to drop weight, to lose weight, lose body fat? What are the, some of the reasons why?
0: Yeah, I mean, for some women it, it is a problem, not for everyone because we're all different, aren't we? But um, the hormones, are sex hormones, so estrogen, testosterone and progesterone do help us to maintain a healthy weight and it helps us to keep weight from, you know, gathering around that midsection, particularly estrogen. And so, when women are kind of in the perimenopause, the perimenopause is the phase before you get to menopause. And menopause is literally a month, and then you become postmenopause. Um, so while the hormones are changing, the body's trying to figure out what's going on because um, you know, the body's about balance. Everything is about balance. And when the hormones are fluctuated, there is no balance because, you know, what you've had for 20 odd years or for the female body. Um, and so as you approach the menopause, those declining hormones means that on a biological level, it means that your body's changing, therefore you will deposit fat in a different way. So you'll gain fat around that midsection around your bum, rather than being slimmer around that midsection, which is kind of um, a useful kind of look. Um, And so that's what's going on, but it doesn't mean that it has to happen. There's things that we can do now, you know, the great time that we live in, that we understand our bodies much better. Um, So I want to talk about DHEA, which is a hormone that's in our adrenal glands, yeah? And um, in our adrenal glands, we also produce our sex hormones, particularly post-menopause, when our ovaries no longer produce estrogen and progesterone and testosterone. This is where we're going to make our sex hormones. And in our fat tissue as well, but obviously we don't want too much fat because then that's harmful. But um, so, if DHEA is is low, then women will struggle to to lose weight. They'll struggle gain weight. Understanding our feminine body that will help you to navigate around that um, process of losing weight as well but then you've got to consider as well what happens in perimenopause and menopause. Yeah. The fluctuating hormones, but some women feel exhausted going through this phase. So they might not even feel like exercising. The motivation might go down and that then goes back to adrenal glands. You know, how are you resting? Um, you know, what are you doing? How's your sleep? all of that is really important and you know what food are you putting into your body in terms of fuel as well and then also along with this phase of life a lot of women struggle with illnesses like fibromyalgia chronic fatigue and um you know problems with the thyroids and maybe on medication different types of medication all of this is going to have a massive impact on your ability to lose weight as well and motivation but again all of them you can find the root cause to all of these things and lose weight.
1: Awesome. Let's address the, uh, the hormones first then. So what's the way that you help people to balance them out? How would one go about balancing out the hormones and making sure that they, uh, they're where they should be and helping them towards their goal of weight loss, if that is their goal?
0: Yeah, so in the, as we transition into menopause, um, it's slightly different. So progesterone, one of our fat-burning hormones, actually um, starts to decline uh, much earlier, probably from your late 30s, early 40s, and oestrogen becomes more dominant. Okay, now when those two hormones are out of balance, they cause a lot of havoc, and weight gain is one of the Um, symptoms of oestrogen dominance and we have two types of oestrogen dominance one's called um relative oestrogen dominance and that is that oestrogen compared to progesterone is out of balance and then we have frank which means that your liver isn't getting rid of oestrogen very well okay so if you have um eastern dominance where your progesterone levels and your estrogen is out of balance you can use certain foods to increase your your progesterone and they're things like um strawberries organic i will say because if you eat strawberries that are non-organic organic they are heavily laden with pesticides. so opt for organic if you can um, and then you've got um so Sort of um, oranges, red peppers. So that red type of food actually helped to increase progesterone and broccoli as well. They helped to increase progesterone and saffron as well, which is one of the most expensive herbs.
1: I love saffron.
0: Do you? Wow. You need fifty milligrams a day. You need 15 milligrams a day to increase your progesterone. And also you need, um, again, so there's a herb called Vitex as well, sometimes called Trace Tree, um, and that also increases progesterone. So you can do that, and then that will rebalance your oestrogen. But then working on your liver, add in foods like broccoli, cabbage, kale, um, Brussels sprouts, uh, sprouted broccoli as well they're great as well those kinds of foods to help to reduce the amount of estrogen so then you create imbalance and it's great and it's really doable because I do it with my clients um, but then you also have to look at your colon as well so your colon is one of the ways that we get rid of estrogen when we have too much of it so adding fiber good quality fiber into your diet and you know, you know, a lot of people think bread and, and pasta and cereal when we talk about pasta but I'm talking about vegetables and some fruit, you know, and aiming to have about 45 grams a day you know, instead of that five portions of veggies, you know, aim for seven to ten so that's one of the ways to create the balance but then you also have to look at environmental toxicity so, you know your skincare products, your personal care products, all of those, you know, swapping those for natural organic products as well.
1: The water you're drinking, as well, isn't it?
0: Exactly. The water you drink definitely has an impact. So, using a good quality water filter would really help with that as well. Um, household cleaning products, detergents, you know, that lovely comfort um that you're using in your washing to make your 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 bedding smell lovely well that's really toxic and will actually increase your oestrogen and you're inhaling that every night for seven to eight hours a night so you know have a look at what you're using and then just replace them with natural organic things
1: yeah it's funny well it's not funny it's just it's kind of obvious and people Sometimes don't realise it, but no matter what the kind of health concern is, or whatever's going on, whether it's menopause, or whether you want to lose weight, or whether you want to put on muscle, or whether you want to sleep better, or whatever the case may be, it all boils down to just getting back to natural way of living, doesn't it? So getting rid of the uh, the toxins, the rid of the stress, eating healthy, clean foods. I mean, we know it, but it, it just needs hammering in us into us to make us remember. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And I think that, you know, this, the menopause or the hormonal changes, I think there's like this big mystery about it, that it has to be something really complicated because the hormones changing. And seriously, if you just do the foundational stuff, you will make a massive change.
1: Yeah. Where does um, supplementation come in then? So are there any supplements that you recommend, um, to your clients and help, help people, um, perimenopausal, menopausal, and postmenopausal, what kind of supplements do you recommend? Obviously you've spoken there about um the hormones and you've spoken about gut health as well. So what kind of supplements do you do you promote or recommend?
0: Yeah, so one of the things about approaching this uh, phase of life. So, estrogen is a bit of a stress buffer for us. And so, when the estrogen sort of declines, we don't kind of manage stress as well, which means that our cortisol levels go up much easier. That means our insulin levels go up much easier. And we know that cortisol and, and insulin together actually fixes fat around that midsection, doesn't it? So, um, it's important to manage stress in whatever way you can. But in terms of supporting the adrenal glands and helping you to manage stress from a supplement, um, then things like magnesium is good. Vitamin C nourishes the adrenal glands as well. And also um, your Bs as well. So your b nine. In fact, a B-complex, really, I'd recommend if you were to take um, a B. Um, and then there's another one called um, lipoic acid, actually. lauric acid helps to reduce insulin as well. So for so that woman that's gaining fat on that top half of her stomach, um, that would be good to take as well. Yeah. So they're they're the kinds of ones I would recommend in terms of supporting the adrenal glands, which will then help you to have more energy and you might want to feel like you can exercise more.
1: Yeah. What about then mitigating the stress? Because obviously you've mentioned people having increased level or women having increased levels of cortisol there. And so what's some of the the ways that you help people to mitigate the stress and, and reduce that stress so that they can keep the hormones at the right levels to to help them lose weight and and be healthy other than getting rid of the comfort
0: (laughs) yeah exactly and and it's about reframing things sometimes isn't it what comfort really is what does it actually really mean um uh so we have a hormone called oxytocin and oxytocin is
1: happy hormone
0: yeah, the happy or love connection hormone and when it's it's high when we give birth, when we breastfeed, when we make love, when we when we um see somebody we love, you know, it's it's a beautiful hormone and it actually helps to, to decrease cortisol, which is amazing, isn't it? So, you know, connection with others is one way of with you know of reducing your stress levels definitely and i recommend to my clients that they have an orgasm at least twice twice a week yes because you know for women orgasms are great you know it's a way of really truly relaxing it's it's next to meditation mm. and so we know meditation is great for many things but for women in particular an orgasm two to three times a week actually prescribe it and some of my clients go oh i think my partner will be really happy to um help me with that but even if you're a single woman you know going solo is really really important and i know you did um a podcast about
1: sex didn't you yeah with sarah sarah is right yeah yeah and it was fantastic absolutely loved it It's also linked to longevity, so what's the, uh, one of our main reasons for living is reproduction so if we want to live longer, healthier lives, we've got to be able to like still procreate and go through that. Idea of uh, of reproduction and 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 sex and intimacy and orgasm and part of that is part of helping you to live a longer life. If you look at all those blue zones, so Sardinia, Icaria, Okinawa, they all have sex like when they're hundred plus.
0: Amazing, <laughs> amazing, yeah. And so, yeah, you know. not only that, for women, it brings that that contraction brings. Eastern to that area as well so plumps up that's the skin around that area as well and so for that woman that might be listening now and saying well I just don't feel like it I don't feel like sex anymore I don't have any interest in it that is an imbalance that isn't something that and exactly what you just said there that isn't something that's um that should be just accepted because I am this certain age. That's an imbalance of your hormones. It's either your testosterone is too low or your adrenal glands are just so burnt out that you just don't have the energy to muster up that feeling to want to be intimate with someone. And so, you know, if you are listening to this and you think, well, you know, I don't know, I don't have a libido anymore. I want you to know that, there is ways of increasing your libido naturally just by rebalancing your hormones and understanding what's hormone is out of balance. Why you're not feeling like that.
1: The the, the toxicity ones are big one as well. You mentioned that earlier, but the toxicity one's huge because um, toxicity in particular leads to that increase in cortisol as well. So, what I need to point out is toxicity comes from food and what you drink as well. And two of the big ones are caffeine and, uh, alcohol. And a lot of, a lot of women in that age group tend to drink a lot and smash the caffeine. So if you can reduce your alcohol consumption, your caffeine consumption, you're going to be onto a winner as well.
0: Exactly. And um, alcohol decreases testosterone. So you won't, you won't, you won't, you know, in terms of weight loss, what we're talking about now, you won't build muscle because you don't have any enough testosterone. And it also affects human growth hormone as well, alcohol and caffeine, all of that. So it just has a negative thing. And then I know why women somehow use um, coffee to get themselves through the day because they're lacking in energy. But when we take a step back and understand why you're lacking in energy and put nutrition in that supports your adrenal glands and your any natural energy factory that you have in your body, mitochondria. Yeah. And, you know, look after yourself, do restorative exercises, get out in nature, breathing exercises, that kind of thing. You won't need that coffee to keep, get yourself through the day. Then you've got your libido back.
1: Love it. In terms of food, obviously we spoke about different foods that help and support weight loss and support uh, women through that menopausal period. but is there any particular diets that work well for women in this in this period of their life?
0: I think first of all, they need to have the foundations in place so they need to be able to be sleeping through the night yeah and having understanding what nutrition is you know food that fuel the body. Good, healthy levels of protein, healthy fats in their diet, and then you know, fibre because fibre actually helps to reduce insulin, yeah, Um, and supports the gut health as well. So when you've got all that right, then there is some research and um, and evidence based evidence based research to say about um, fasting. Mm -hmm around perimenopause and postmenopausal women um, so starting off with 12 hour window of fasting and then you know when you feel good you can step it up to 14 hours and 16 hours um, in terms of whether you should be having a paleo diet or, uh, you know, uh, um, a Mediterranean diet. I I think it really depends on you. I don't think there's one diet that fits anybody. Um, Get the foundations right, definitely. And then maybe have a look at fasting and then, you know, just explore. I I really advise or recommend my clients to, start being their own food detective. You know, I'm not going to be with them forever. They need to understand themselves first. And my my, my role is to help them understand themselves. So keeping a food diary, journaling how you feel um, on a daily basis will really help you to understand how is that food that you're eating impacting your sleep? How is it impacting your energy? How is it impacting your mood? And um, then, you you know, you've got, a working model for
1: yourself. Definitely. I always say the same thing to my clients as well. Just listen to your body. Your body will tell you. So if you, I said it to someone the other day, I, I said, just because someone tells you broccoli is healthy doesn't mean it's healthy for you. So if you eat broccoli, for example, this is just an example. If you eat broccoli and it gives you a headache or you feel angry or you feel lethargic, then maybe that food isn't right for you. So that's why it's good to record it, track it listen to your body, make note of it, because people just keep on hammering foods that are blatantly making them feel like crap and not making any changes, which to me is just like, it's just crazy.
0: Yeah, there's like a, a disconnect, isn't it, between the body and what they're doing. And um, I think because a lot of the media is telling people what they should do. And, and for women in this, in this phase of life, women are desperate. They want to feel good. Yeah, they want to feel good again. And often they want to do it quickly without much change. They want to carry on the life as what they did before and get the same result. But hey, it's not going to happen. And so we're told that you should eat less meat, you should eat more, more plant-based foods. Now, that isn't right for every woman. If that isn't right, if you're gaining weight, if you can't sleep, if you feel like you've got no energy, then, you know, like... Stop being a vegan. It's not working for you particularly. You know, there isn't one diet that suits us all. We're all different. We've got different genetics, different makeup. Um, And you need to listen to your body 100%. I mean, it's just crazy, isn't it? It's like doing the same thing and
1: expecting a different result doesn't actually work. Definition of insanity. Yeah. What about then exercise? Where does exercise come in? Is there any particular exercises or any particular types of training that you recommend to clients and to people that you're helping?
0: Yeah, so definitely weight training, 100%. Women to lift weights, definitely. So going to a gym or personal trainer or whatever is, is definitely key. Um, and then because weight training actually increases testosterone and, and so much more, you know, just makes you feel good when you've got nice toned muscles and you're going to have a healthy body size, reduces the risk of disease and, and, and so forth. Um, and then HIIT training. So women need to have some impact for their bones. So they could do some skipping Uh, Running would be good. But again, if they're running, you know, making sure you, I don't really recommend training for half marathons every year, but maybe one every now and again, because that's going to take a lot of toll on your body. And I think if you're putting that much energy out, then you have to put double the energy back into your body in terms of fuel, rest and nourishing. Um, So impact, so it could be HIIT training, Uh, skipping or some running Um, and then obviously the yoga which is great as well stretching the the muscles and fibers and keep that keep them oily and juicy as well Um, so definitely moving and if you can't do any of those things then if you can only just walk then walk but make sure you do it constantly I mean when I had chronic fatigue um, I was I could, some days I couldn't walk, but I I did walk and I'd set a timer and it would be for 10 minutes. And I bought five minute one way, five minute back. And that's as much I could do. Now, you know, I can walk to my heart's content and, you know, but I remember those days when I couldn't. So start with one thing, but just try and be consistent with it.
1: Yeah. Amazing. I mean, it's all the same stuff we recommend. So weight training, hit, walking, three of the best ways of training and exercising you can get. I just want to tag onto that as well. We've mentioned cortisol, the stress hormone, and what is important for people to realize is that when we exercise, no matter what kind of exercise it is, we are going to elevate our cortisol levels. So that's where the post-workout nutrition and the recovery and making sure, like Pam says, the getting the uh, good quality sleep in is is paramount because we want to level level those um, hormonal levels off and, and not be too jacked up on the, the ones that are going to hinder your progress. Let's give the uh, listeners then some actionable advice. So you talked you've talked a lot about getting the basics right. So what are maybe like, I don't know, three to five things that are are, are going to help women listening to this to lose weight if they're in and around that um menopausal age. But also there'll be there'll be women listening to this as well that are younger that uh that know this point will come. So advice to so all of all of the women out there,
0: yeah. And I, and I, if you're in your mid thirties and listening to this, then you know it's not that long. You know, you've got what five, ten years, perhaps. Um, so um, okay, so sleep was really important, and and so optimizing your sleep is is crucial. So in perimenopause, menopause, women may struggle with hot flushes, night sweats, so that might be inhibiting them to have a good night's sleep. So definitely, you know, making sure that you're starting your day with protein, good quality protein. You know, moving away from the breakfasts that come in a box or in a packet. <laughs> so you know what I mean by cereals and processed breakfast. Yeah, I mean, Mr. Kellogg's is is the most wealthy person in the whole world. I mean, you walk down the supermarket and there's two aisles full of
1: breakfast things and and it was that was all uh, all marketing it was all marketing nothing to do with um health or anything that was just pure marketing and that was what uh, 80 90 years ago and it stuck so that's the power of marketing that's why like we say you should always listen to your body you should always get back to nature i'm not going to say don't listen to all of the news because there is some good stuff out there but on the whole it's it's marketing and and a lot of it's spinning you lies that you don't need to hear so do your own research and get back to nature. Sorry, carry on.
0: <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah, so breakfast, you know, I've, I mean, I've had a conversation with a client this week about breakfast as well. You know, so breakfast used to be, it's, an, it's another meal. It's exactly the same as your dinner and your lunch exactly it's another meal and it doesn't have to be wrapped up in process so start your day with good quality breakfast good quality protein and fiber in your diet and good fats now if you're starting your day with with a, a smoothie that's not going to be enough you need to have you need to have good quality protein Unless your smoothie jam-packed full of uh, you know some good quality protein powder in there not the one that's covered in lots of um, other things in it um, and then fiber and healthy fats and that's okay but if you're not sleeping at night I would have a look at that and go for a good quality protein for breakfast.
1: So what do you recommend eggs or meat or fish? sardines,
0: sardines are great sardines are the best
1: boom, I know so sardines, uh, so just for the listeners, sardines are are the protein source that have the highest amount of purines and purines are the building blocks of DNA so you can't beat sardines and anchovies, not so keen
0: on anchovies
1: but sardines I love
0: (laughs) and the bones in sardines they're really high in calcium as well
1: and you get in your omega three as well, which is really important. Absolutely,
0: definitely. So yeah, sardines um, and tempeh. So if you're, I've got a plant based diet, tempeh is really good. I like tempeh because it's it's soya based, and that's the only soya product I recommend. It's fermented as well. Um, so organic tempeh is good. Um, eggs is okay. Some women, some some people struggle with eggs. But again, listening to your body, you know, how do you feel when you eat eggs? And sometimes if you feel nauseous when you eat, when you're eating eggs, then that could be a sign that your gallbladder just isn't working optimally. And we can support that as well. Um, and other fishes, salmon is okay. Um, and you could, for example, I've had lamb chops for breakfast. You know, we've had a dinner the night before and I've eaten my leftover dinner from the night before. And I I love doing that. So a a dinner from the night before is breakfast. Um, Some people might think, Oh gosh, we couldn't stomach that. But for me, it's just a meal. Mm. So have a look at your breakfast if you're not sleeping and then, then, you know, have a look at your lunch. If you have a good quality breakfast, you won't actually need a meal four to five hours later. You won't even need a snack. Because you'll be full, you'll be satisfied, yeah. And so then lunch again, you know, moving away from the sandwiches, having more um, protein, and and then and then in the evening meal. Now, if you're struggling with energy, if that's the reason why you you're not being able to exercise, then you might want to put have a as you're keeping a diary, food diary, um, and a symptom diary. You might notice that your energy levels mid-afternoon or mid-morning might crash. and um, I often pull out little rescue packs in there for my clients. And so I would say, okay, let's go, we you know mid-afternoon that you're going to be struggling. Let's put a smoothie in here and we'll add some spirulina, for example some healthy fats so spirulina is a great antioxidant or we could add vitamin c in terms of powder so that you do have that support that rescue pack so that you do feel good and you can then carry on for the rest of the day so that's something you could do until your blood sugar levels are more balanced and then you can go to that five six hours without a meal you know if you have a good breakfast and a good lunch you don't need to eat as often yeah so just putting little rest back in okay so the third one would be oh my goodness I'm thinking on my feet now um is not skip meals <laughs> full stop don't skip meals that's really really important and um just making sure that every meal is full of protein healthy fats and fiber. So really increase your fiber intake. Um, And we want to have more of those fibers in terms of vegetables that actually help to detoxify estrogen out of the body. Really important.
1: So sleep, good nutrition, they're the key ones.
0: Yeah, and also, you know, like, understanding where, if you do have any energy crashes, what you can do to support that, to rebalance your blood sugar levels, because that will help you to lose weight. The
1: diary, yeah, that's really important. Yeah, and, and like you said, when it comes around to it, if you are feeling like you have a crash or you need that that fuel, that it's a it's a good wholesome source, and not reaching for, like we said, a cup of coffee or a chocolate bar or something like quick sugar. It needs to be um, healthy fats or or good healthy snacks that are gonna give you the energy that you need and also support your body. Well, we could go on and on, but I know we're uh, we've conscious of time. So we've spoken about quite a lot there, and um, I know the listeners will probably want to find out more and probably pick your brain. So where can, where can the listeners go to find out more, Pamela, or like, where can they find you, your website, your social? Yeah,
0: so uh, social media. So I hang out on Instagram and Facebook. Um, so Instagram, my handle, my name is Pamela Window Hormone Coach. And on Facebook, it's Pamela Wendell Health and Vitality, <laughs> and um, my website is Smarter Change, um, so it's SmarterChange.co.uk, and yeah, so you can you can find me any of those places. I'm always on Instagram stories, so if you want to get to see what how I spend my day and tips and tools, then yeah, come and come and hang out with me there.
1: Awesome. Can you uh, leave us with a favorite quote to end the show, please?
0: Yeah, so one of my favorite quotes is by Martin Luther King Jr. And he said you don't have to see the whole stairs. You just have to take the first step.
1: Amazing. Thank you so much for your time, Pamela. I appreciate it as always. And uh, just keep doing what you're doing because you're helping so many people. So I love it. Thank you. All right, have a good day. I hope you wake up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to start my day all over again now. (laughs) Yeah, blame me. It's all my fault. It's all my fault.
0: (laughs) You're welcome. It's been great. Thank you. Thank you. That's a wrap on another episode of the Kinetic Fitness Show. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast episode with your friends, family, and colleagues. Until next time, Peace and
1: love.